Hey, this is Scott Walker on our podcast, Freedom Fighters. I'm here at the headquarters of Young America's Foundation in Reston, Virginia. But this past week, I've been focused, as you can imagine, uh, as the nation really has on the fires in California. In fact, uh, last weekend, I was out at Rancho Del Cielo, which is uh, the Reagan Ranch, the ranch in the sky, the ranch in the heavens, as President Reagan and former First Lady Nancy Reagan called their ranch, which was their home for nearly 25 years. Uh, The Reagans purchased the ranch, which had previously been the Tip Top Ranch, uh, just outside of Santa Barbara, California, at the end of his second term as governor in 1974. In fact, spent many, many uh, a weekend going back and forth up there throughout the years between the time he was governor and president of the United States, thinking about the future. Um, thinking about the fight against communism, thinking about economic freedoms and putting more money back in the hands of the American taxpayers. So much of what he did and focused on in that 1980 election and did from 1981 until the end of his two terms as president of the United States, so much of that time and attention was was spent at the ranch and even on the trips to and from. Ronald Reagan once said, there's nothing uh, better for the inside of the man than the outside of a horse and uh, he was asked once about whether he thought the ranch was heaven. He said, if it's not heaven, it's certainly in the same zip code. Well, this week, you may have heard a fire that started at a reservoir just west of where the Reagan Ranch is at. Um, really started out what, what many thought was going to be a, a relatively uh, small and limited fire. I know on uh, Sunday, I, I took off late Sunday to go uh, for some meetings in the state of Colorado Uh, Later on Monday, Andrew Coffin, uh, who is the vice president for Young America's Foundation and who's been the director of the Reagan Ranch uh, for now, for over 23 years, uh, Andrew uh, sent me a text and literally was coming uh, through a tunnel on the pass, coming over from Aspen on our way to Denver, Colorado, called and heard about the fire. And the biggest problem, as many of you may have picked up in the uh, various media uh, reports on this, uh, was that... Monday, the winds were exceptionally high, and so it was difficult, if not impossible, for the normal air cover that would come in to try and really get a handle on controlling uh, the flow of the flames uh, coming out of the area. Again, it was just west and down a little bit in the aerosol um, uh, reservoir uh, near where there's a resort there, just west and downward a little bit in the valley. Uh, from where the Reagan Ranch was at. Reagan Ranch is is outside of Santa Barbara. It's kind of both west and slightly north. It's up, well up into the hills in the side of the mountain there. And um, the area that where it started and, and all throughout there really hasn't had, as according to uh, what we were told, uh, significant fires since 1955. And the reason I tell you that is because that has meant that uh, that area there really aren't any natural barriers. There, there's no, in California in particular, they don't do the kind of clear-cutting that uh, other states, including mine in northern Wisconsin, do that, that often helps control the path of, of fires. Uh, in, there hadn't been controlled burns or even previous fires in the area that would create kind of a natural barrier. And so on Monday, uh, it took off. The winds were so high that it was not only pushing the flames, but it it really prevented the kind of tankers and air support from helicopters and others that would come into the area. And so it made its way all the way down to the waterfront. Uh, in fact, uh, going into Tuesday uh, through Wednesday, uh, major portions of California Highway 101 that runs right along the coastline were shut down. There had been a, 
according to one of the reports, a, a tanker truck that went through the area that had a crash. And so they just, from a safety standpoint, uh, closed it down. It continued to grow. On Tuesday, one of the, the few benefits of, of continued wind was that instead of uh, what you normally would have, which was the wind coming up from the ocean in the morning up the side of the mountain to where the, the Reagan Ranch would be, uh, that particular day winds were coming from the valley over the top, so from the north to the south, over the top of where the Reagan was at, and, and down, uh, and blowing towards, uh, not only downward, but blowing towards the ocean front. And that actually helped keep the flames from, from taking off and flying over the top of these bluffs uh, into the area where the Reagan Ranch property was. Instead, uh, they started to blow further east. In fact, they, they at one point completely covered major portions of the road that goes up from Interstate 101, up winds its way and a significant number of switchbacks up to where the entrance is of the Reagan Ranch, uh, up on the, the top, in fact, on major portions of the property, particularly on the west end. The, the Reagan Ranch itself is about 688 acres. Uh, there's about 17, 18 miles of trail that President Reagan used to ride on with, uh, with his horses and was followed by the uh, Secret Service and the military aid that had the football with the military uh, controls, uh, nuclear launch codes. And then there used to be a Humvee that would travel along with. It's an area we've traveled many times before with students. We take out on, on jeeps. We don't take them out on horseback, but we take them out uh, through that territory to get a full experience of what uh, the president, Mrs. Reagan, and the, the others following along would experience. Um, but, but it's 688 acres, so it's right up at the top, the west end of the property, um, it once had a helipad. Uh, that's where Marine One would land. So Air Force One would land at a military base, and then they'd take the helicopter up to the top. Uh, typically, there'd be a, a group that would then go down the road, which is called Pennsylvania Avenue, to where the ranch house was at. It's actually kind of a fun story. The president often, not always, but often liked to have uh, someone have his 1962 Willie Jeep ready, which was uh, if you, it's still there today. I just was out with a group last weekend uh, at the ranch uh, showing him that, amongst other things there. And it's just a remarkable experience, but he'd love to drive that. I, I completely can understand that, having been a governor for eight years where somebody else was always driving for you. Uh, but in this case, he'd love to hop on in there and, and drive that back to the ranch. He was all by himself uh, up on the peak there and making his way down the road and to the other end of the property where the ranch house, the tack barn, where his saddles, he'd saddle up his horses was at. And then up the hill, of course, was a Secret Service uh, facility where they could watch over the ranch house and really have a command over the entire 688 acres. In 1998, the uh, Young America's Foundation, YF, actually took that over. Mrs. Reagan, mid-90s, uh, because of the presence of Alzheimer's, really was not in a position. We we often tell the story of John Barlotta, uh, who was a Secret Service agent who rode with him both as president and then in the years that followed, uh, finally had noticed uh, uh, because of the advanced state of the president's uh, Alzheimer's that he really wasn't safe for him to ride anymore. And after that, understandably so, Mrs. Reagan really wasn't interested in coming back up to the ranch because that was such an integral part uh, of her and the president's experience, being able to ride uh, typically, the two of them would ride in the mornings, and then the president would ride with Secret Service agents in the afternoon. A after he was not really physically capable of doing that, uh, she decided ultimately to sell the ranch. They put it up on the market. There was actually an offer from a, a major developer. And, and at the last moment, uh, a group of folks with Young America's 
uh, Foundation led by Ron Robinson uh, made an offer since so many of them had been involved in Reagan himself all the way back to 1962 had been a part of YAF's advisory board. Uh, he'd uh, hosted the conferences every year. He was president. He'd spoke even after his days as president. He'd been intricately involved in, uh, in YAF. And uh, in fact, much of it, you can read about it, yf.org. Um, but Mrs. Reagan uh, actually took a lesser offer. They, they put together, they actually took out an incredible loan. It was a great risk at the time, but thought it was incredibly important to keep this national treasure, this presidential historic site. And uh, they were able to do that uh, with the purchase of the, the home and the ranch in, in 1998. And in turn, Mrs. Reagan brought back pretty much everything she had taken out of the home. So if you, if you tour us, again, as we were there last weekend, Tonette and I hosted a group that was up at the Reagan Ranch. Uh, you can still see the boots, the riding boots, the riding gear, the hats, the cowboy hats, uh, everything that was a part of that home, uh, the books. I, I particularly am biased. I, one of the books that's up on the bookshelf is Vince Lombardi, Coach Lombardi, great coach of the Green Bay Packers, autobiography, which was a gift to, to then Governor Reagan, thanking him for appearing at a, uh, a benefit for cancer research that uh, Coach Lombardi's widow had put on, and she sent him the book as a thank you. There's books like... Uh, Whitaker Chambers' Witness that's up there. There's a book like That Printer of Udell, which is the book that Ronald Reagan and his brother read way back many, 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 many years before in Dixon, Illinois, which is a site, that home where he read that. This is, is a home now that, that we own and operate as well in uh, north central Illinois in Dixon and stayed with him his whole life. So just all these amazing things that are in the Reagan Ranch, particularly in the ranch home, Obviously, we're very concerned as we saw all of this because um, we, we see the flames coming up. We see what's happening along the way. As I mentioned, the winds uh, were, were much less on Tuesday, but still made it difficult uh, for fire personnel in the air, uh, emergency personnel in the air to come over. Thankfully, later and into Wednesday uh, and yesterday, we, we saw a significant uh, uh, decrease in the impact of the wind. And in turn, uh, we saw at one point anywhere from eight to 10 different large-scale tankers uh, that were flying, dropping throughout the area. We've seen a significant movement in terms of helicopters, uh, some of which have these booms that come down and, and are actually going to the water and fill up, others of which carry buckets along the way. Uh, one of the great things about the, the Reagan Ranch property is near the ranch home, there's what's called Lake Lucky, which was a, a, a spot where water accumulated, but uh, eventually President Reagan himself, uh, much as he did other projects on the ranch, uh, drained it, lined it, and it's a significant amount of water. In fact, he actually did all sorts of work. If you go around the property, you can see uh, the fences are made out of old telephone poles that he himself ordered, uh, cut with a chainsaw just to fit right and, and perfectly put up. So as you can imagine, all these are things that we wanted to preserve because they're, they were the Western White House. Uh, Ronald Reagan uh, as president and, and uh, former First Lady Nancy Reagan literally spent cumulatively uh, about one of their eight years as uh, president First Lady at the Reagan Ranch. It's where he would go to think, to get away from it all, uh, to refocus, to re-energize uh, his battery, as he said, and to really focus on the larger picture, not just the day-to-day -day details, uh, but where he 
I think in many ways was able to focus on many of those big thoughts that ultimately led to the fall of communism, to massive economic revival going into not just his tenure, but the years that followed under Bush and Clinton uh, well into the 1990s and beyond. So you could, that for us is why, not just for Young America's Foundation, but for all of us uh, who care about preserving this national treasure, making sure it was safe was so important. It also ended up being a huge benefit because uh, President Reagan himself had had plans for a second lake further east on the property. Uh, we took those plans and went forward and, and put in place uh, what we now call Freedom Lake. Uh, we lined it just as he had done many years earlier on the, on Lake Lucky, on Freedom Lake. Uh, we lined that. Uh, what it has been in the past was a way to help uh, fires in the area far removed from our property. Uh, today, uh, this week, much closer. And so if you go to yf.org, you'll see some of the images we put up with our are sometimes not just daily, but multiple times uh, each day are updates on what's happening with the fire. There are images that we post as I have on my own social media. So if you go to at Scott Walker on Twitter or uh, Scott K Walker on Facebook, the same with yf.org uh, has got all the connections uh, for Facebook, Twitter, and otherwise. Well, we posted both images, but even some of the videos of the helicopters coming on in. It's amazing to me the talent for these pilots uh, to be able to just hover uh, literally a few feet above the water over Freedom Lake and drop the boom in and be able to suck water up. But they then take off and, and use to fight uh, fires throughout the area. So this is an incredibly important. We'll continue to keep you updated. The fire now has grown to the point where it's almost 17,000 acres across multiple areas. Uh, they don't think it's going to be under full control, under total containment, until about the 25th of this month. We just last night, I saw images uh, from our, <coughs> excuse me, from our um, vice president and head of the Reagan Ranch, as I mentioned, Andrew Coffin, who he and the team, there's been five others involved up there. They've done a remarkable job. We're particularly blessed because uh, Fleming, our ranch manager up there, is a former forest firefighter himself. And so he has literally spent years preparing for this with all the fire suppression, the mitigation efforts, uh, the hoses, the pumps, the generators, everything else. Uh, we saw yesterday uh, because of him and and uh, Brent, our, our uh, assistant director out there uh, for the overall Reagan Ranch uh, operations, were able to bring in a massive uh, load excuse me, a massive load of fire retardants. So they, they sprayed that not only over uh, the ranch home, the tack barn, which is where the president saddles and all his gear from where he would load up the horses is that uh, the, the other buildings that are on there, like the Secret Service building and so forth, but even spraying uh, the wood uh, fences that I mentioned that were made out of, out of the telephone poles. They will just spray all that, spray the trees. There's olive uh, trees in that area. There's other things along the way. We're just doing everything we can uh, to make sure that area is absolutely preserved. Uh, in fact, just far away from where the, the main area where the present first lady lived at, on the edges of the property, uh, thanks to, boy, one of the, the most iconic supporters of what we've done is a gentleman named Al Moore from the St. Louis area. Al Moore was grateful and gracious enough, I should say, we are grateful to have purchased the ranch just across 
on, on the south end of the property, just across what's deemed as Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, he bought a ranch there that we now call the Elmore Ranch. And then just further west, just south of where the helipad was at, called the Moore Family Ranch. Uh, that is an incredible buffer to make sure no one bought that, developed it, built things that would have blocked the view uh, that the president had when he had the property from 74 until 98 when we took it over. But also you see a transformation there in that uh, we brought bulldozers in, they moved dirt to create natural barriers. There's been spray on the home that was on the, the Moore family ranch. There was a, a house that the former occupants had on the far southwest corner on the far west end of the property as well. Bulldozers have come through the area. So there's been some significant changes. And in fact, uh, the road further out, further west along the way on Pennsylvania Avenue, there has been significant damage, understandably so, <clears throat> excuse me, with the, the bulldozers coming in and out of that area. Uh, that's ripping up uh, part of the, the roadway, but, but absolutely necessary uh, to get that dirt in its way. And so many people have asked what they could do uh, we decided to put up on our website, yaf.org, uh, a way that people can help uh, the fund to protect the Reagan Ranch. Thankfully, again, I want to stress, the, no fire has reached any of the things that the president lived in, worked in, did uh, throughout his years of owning the property. But around the perimeter, there will be uh, significant repairs that we need to make just for the equipment that's gone through. Uh, again, that is just under the current circumstances, which... Um, while we feel much better, last night was very quiet compared to previous nights. Uh, we can still see fire uh, going in the distance. At one point, though, the flames were about a quarter of a mile away from the edge of the property. One of the things that we benefit is because it's such a steep ingrade. Um, anybody who's gone up know about all the switchbacks that it takes to get to the Reagan Ranch because of the significant a steep uh, approach that's there. Uh, that and uh, the blessings of some wind blowing in the right direction have kept it from creeping all the way up. But again, it was remarkably close, so close that our staff would send me updates and, and send pictures of not just the smoke, but in some cases the flames coming up. Um, our, our crew has been incredibly brave. We've got now five people up there. Uh, we've got a fire crew that's right next to the ranch house itself, um, all these things to do to protect this historic site. But we've also stressed repeatedly that if fire personnel uh, tell our staff to get out, uh, there is an escape route to the north. We're not going to in any way uh, risk uh, any staff member or anyone else up on the property. Uh, so far, so good, uh, but it is a dangerous situation. We've got areas that have been burnt and continue to be burnt, certainly to the west where the fire started, to the south where it came up, in many instances, uh, nearly a quarter mile away from the property. And as the wind has blown far to the east, and so we've always made certain that there is an evacuation route over the top of the mountain to the north. Uh, it's a much more treacherous road than it would be coming in. Uh, that road we're not going to be able to probably use for some time. We're going to have to make sure that with the, the fire and if rains do come, it'd be nice if they came this week, but if rain, do, uh, rain does come to the area, uh, there's obviously the, the risk of, of mudslides because of uh, much of the vegetation growth that uh, that normally would prevent that uh, now having been burnt. But just a lot of things going on. One last thing I'll mention, uh, and I appreciate you all listening in to hear what the update is on this. Um, next week, uh, starting midweek, uh, we had plans and we continue to have them. We're, we stress we are not changing the plans 
to have um, one of our high school conferences that was previously scheduled uh, to be up at the ranch and at the Reagan Ranch Center. We will still have that. So all the high school students from across the country who are planning to come, the conference is still on. We will hold it at the Reagan Ranch Center, which is down from the ranch, actually in Santa Barbara itself, near the downtown, not too far from the waterfront in the historic Reagan Ranch Center. Uh, part of our appeal for events, whether they're for high school or college students, is to not only have a trip up to the ranch, but to be down at the ranch center and hear from some of the premier uh, conservative speakers from across the country. Uh, you think of someone like Katie Pavlich, 13 years ago. She came to that conference as a young person from the state of Arizona, and it completely changed her life. And uh, that brought her down the path of being uh, one of the best-selling uh, authors out there being on Fox's The Five and other shows along the way. So we we didn't want to stop that. We didn't want the fire to prevent us from doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is training the next generation of freedom fighters to stand up for individual liberties, free enterprise, strong national defense, and kind of traditional American values. So we're not going to be thwarted. We're going to continue to have this. The one difference is uh, on Thursday of next week, when we normally would be up at the Reagan Ranch, certainly it's not safe for students or others to be up there. And so a big thank you to our friends at the Reagan Presidential Library Museum. I reached out to them. I did the honor years ago of speaking at the Reagan Library and uh, reached out to them the other day. And they said, absolutely, we're happy to do whatever we can. And so our students will be making a special visit on Thursday uh, to the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library Museum. So a big hat tip and thank you to our friends there. Uh, it gives a tremendous opportunity, and our hope will be that the these students being in high school will come back to future conferences, uh, whether it's uh, in their later years as high school students or in the future as they go to college. Uh, they'll be one of the few students, actually the only students, who've had the opportunity under a YAF program, yf.org program, to go uh, both to the Reagan Presidential Library and to the Reagan Ranch itself. So again, thank you for giving me some time to give you a bit of an update. I wanted to be thorough about that today. If you want to continue to get updates, go to yaf.org. That's yaf.org. I try to post updates multiple times uh, each day on what is happening. Uh, I want to say thank you, tremendous thank you to Andrew and Fleming and, and really all the staff, to to Brent, to Alec, to Adam, to Micah, to the whole team that's up there. They've planned for this for years. They're implementing this uh, fire protection plan. They're doing a fabulous job. Uh, there will be uh, some work we'll have to do on the Reagan Ranch property, just as it is today because of all the efforts to mitigate, hopefully no more, uh, our prayers for that. But, but most importantly, our prayers go out uh, for the safety of the now more than 1,200 uh, firefighters, uh, the fire personnel that are in the area. You're talking well over 1,000, approaching 2,000, I think, as this is all said and done, because you've got firefighters not only from the area, but as of Thursday night, the federal government was taking over operations on this, because this will last uh, well into uh, into the uh, later into the month of October. And so our prayers for everyone involved for their safety. Um, certainly, we want to protect not just the Reagan Ranch, uh, but there's homes and businesses that have been in the path of this blaze. Um, we want to do all that we can to protect them. But in the end, we want to make sure that we keep those men and women involved in our fire personnel uh, safe and sound and able to come back to their families as well. So 
uh, today, as we have been all this week, a special prayer for them as well. Again, I'm Scott Walker, and uh, thank you for joining us on Freedom Fighters. We'll talk more on the issues in the future, uh, but this week, uh, with all the attention and focus on the fires uh, in California around the Reagan Ranch, we wanted to give you an update. Until next time, keep fighting for freedom.